stop looking at porn and win back your freedom for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to. Learning to be proud of the man you are and making life so good that porn becomes irrelevant. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach, and I've been coaching guys on this for many years now and have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that. I'm using this podcast to share what I've learned and what I continue to learn on the way with real client examples from the hands-on work I do with clients day in and day out. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn now. Hey guys, welcome to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danny Pullman. And I'm so glad you're here, as usual. Uh, today, we are talking about uh, how thoughts create our results. And we're going to talk about the automatic part of your brain versus the intellectual part of your brain and what role they play in creating intentional shifts, training your brain. And I'm going to talk about an analogy that helps to kind of explain that in a more clear way. And then we're also going to talk about how to make sure you're, that you are, when you're engaged in this work, how to make sure that you're actually retraining that automatic part of your brain and not just not just playing around in intellectual land okay a lot of people end up just playing around in intellectual land and don't actually retrain that part of their brain and we're going to talk how to make sure that you're actually retraining your brain okay so first of all reminder there's an automatic part of your brain that does a lot of things on autopilot for you you always get to choose how you respond to what it brings up along the way but it will bring things up automatically based on what's learned in the past, your past experiences and things you've taught it or that other people taught it and things you learned as a kid. Um, whether on purpose or not, your automatic part of your brain has been trained to think a certain way and it's kind of been programmed. Okay. It's 90 to 95% of your thoughts each day that happen in that part of your brain. All right. And thoughts create feelings. So a lot of your feelings throughout each day are going to kind of pop up from how your automatic brain responds to things, and then you get to choose what you do from there, right? Uh, those feelings include urges for things like porn, which you've trained your brain to have an excessive amount of, uh, likely, if you're here listening to this podcast. And so then this means that 5 to 10% of your thinking is conscious. And so when you're looking at intentionally creating shifts in your brain and retraining your brain we want to be aware of kind of two different parts okay it's like this intellectual part of your brain um which is kind of like where a lot of that consciousness happens and then um and there's the there's the what you actually believe in this moment part okay and we want to be aware of both of these um so the, let's get, make, make that more clear. The intellectual part of your brain is kind of like that part of your brain likes, oh, that's like, okay, I get this, this idea that thoughts create my feelings and feelings drive my actions and actions create my results. And it's not my circumstance that dictate what I can do, but it's how I choose to think where my real power is to create sustainable change. Okay. So I get that. I've learned this from Danny or whoever and, and so my current results come from this way of thinking and the results I want would come from this way of thinking, right? I get that. Cool. And so intellectually, that's really helpful. It's powerful. It helps you to get clear on what you want, where you're going and what's possible for you. Um, but then there's also the what you actually believe part. Okay. 
And that's the best way to tap into this part is by feeling. All right. How you actually feel is a really important part of this. Okay. That's, that's, this is why it's so important to not just think about questions. Like when I ask questions on this podcast or as a coach to my clients, um, I, I invite them not to just think about the questions, but to like feel into them and to notice how they feel while thinking about the question. Notice what feelings it brings up. Notice how their feelings can shift and change even while spending 30 seconds on a question. Like you might go through a range of emotions through that and, and that can be your brain shifting a lot of times. Okay. Um, so one of the best ways to know if you actually believe a new thought, like an intentional way of thinking that you're trying to practice is if you feel the feeling that that thought is meant to create. Okay. And if you don't feel it, then you don't believe it yet. Okay. Um, so you likely, and that means you likely have some feeling to do between where you are and you actually get to the point where you believe that new way of thinking. Okay. So, so let's make sense of this with a horse analogy. Okay. I like to use this with my clients. Um, it's kind of like you're training a wild stallion. Maybe I've shared this on the podcast before. I bet I have. Uh, and if you, it, it's kind of like this intellectual conscious part of your brain is the trainer of the horse. And then your lower brain is the stallion. Right. And so if you tie it off on too short a rope at first, uh, you're going to break the post. The horse is going to freak out and horses are so strong that they'll break the post, they'll break the rope, they'll break something and just run away. Okay. So what you do is you start with a long rope and the horse still freaks out, but not so much. And then they, the horse gets used to it. And then you shorten the rope a little bit and the horse freaks out a again, but then gets used to the shorter rope. And then you kind of just make room for the horse to freak out while they get used to it. And you go stepwise until the horse is on the short rope, right? Which then allows you to take your training all where you want it to go. And I'm not a horse expert, but supposedly that's a good analogy for this. <laughs> and that's how our brains work. Okay. Our brains really do work like that. Um, and this is why when you only practice positive affirmations, it doesn't always work. Okay. It, it can have some powerful benefit, right? Practicing positive affirmations for sure. And maybe it even helps you create some shifts and some new results. Um, absolutely. But a lot of people get kind of tired of affirmations because they feel like they're just kind of pretending and not actually thinking and believing the thoughts that they're <laughs> wanting to believe. And so you, it can get old, right? When you don't feel like you're actually creating shifts. But uh, so if you find yourself getting stuck, then it could be because you're not letting your brain become fully conscious of the existing pattern, uh, which is a lot of what we do through coaching. Um, you can do that on your own too. Uh, it could be because you're not fully owning that it is optional whether you continue to believe that pattern. It could be because you're overly focused on judging yourself for the existing pattern rather than just seeing it and working with it. Um, you know, imagine the horse, like if I get so focused on, oh, you stupid horse, you're not doing what you should. Then I'm focused on trying to have the horse not be how the horse is rather than accept where the horse is and how they operate and just work with it. Right. 
you're going to train the horse so much more effectively if you don't spend all your time like, ah, oh, horses should be different than they are. They should be easier to train and all this stuff, right? Just they are what they are. So go train them with how they work. And, um, and then another reason you could be stuck is you're not creating safety for yourself to shift your mental patterns. And then the last one could be that you're not feeling the feelings. And that's what I'm focusing on today is that. So some practical examples of what it looks like to just do the intellectual thought work rather than feeling your way through the real shifts is, uh, is maybe you're just like talking with someone about how that pattern could be helpful and awesome. And you have this cool discussion with someone like, Oh yeah, this is a cool pattern. Wouldn't that be neat? And, but it's all just very intellectual. You're not really doing a lot of feeling. It's just kind of analytical and theoretical and over there. Uh, or maybe another way that it can look when you're just overly doing the intellectual side without the feeling side is uh, maybe you're focused on other people and what's working for them without letting yourself actually go through the process of doing your own, making your own shifts in your own brain, right? Like. Talking about someone else doing it, hearing other people talk about it, like on this podcast, is very different than actually letting yourself go through the process and unwind these things in your brain consciously, feel your way through them, and make make the shifts. Right. Another way that doing that overdoing the intellectual side of things can look is if you're focused on listening to people just kind of lecture and teach about it more than actually being present and feeling your own stuff. Um, it's almost like the ideas are like super clear and you, you're just spending time with the ideas, but also it seems like the ideas are kind of like over in the distance, right? Like if the ideas feel far off and not like you're embodying them, that can be a sign that you're only in intellectual mode. Um, also, uh, you can get so into this analytical and thinking part of your brain that you use it almost as a way to buffer the uncomfortable feelings, right? Like. Western civilization, we're very focused on being up in our brains and thinking and, you know, school and study and books and podcasts and, and it's like the information age, right? Like there's so much thinking and consuming to do that we can, we can spend all our time in the intellectual land. Um, and some people even do this to avoid feeling uncomfortable feelings because so many of us have been kind of trained not to be really connected with our bodies and the feelings in our bodies and really present with those feelings. Okay. Um, not everybody, but this is a lot of people, a lot of people that come to me and if you're struggling with porn habit, then you're likely one of those people who has some work to do. Like there's just always work to do with people learning to be more present and connected with their body. Um, it's just an ongoing learning process. So, um, it, and so, it's almost like you're not using your mind's eye to go into your body and feel those feelings. Anyway, so now examples of doing the kind of work that actually creates shifts, okay? Where you're like, you're including the feeling, you're doing the processing, you're letting yourself go through the steps that actually allow the change to happen. You let the wild stallion come on the shorter rope, freak out and get used to it, to the new length of rope, right? Like, we need to let our brain go through that process and you can't skip it and someone else can't do it for you. Okay. <laughs> you need to do it for you. Um, so some examples of actually doing that work is you, you anticipate that your brain might freak out when challenging or letting go of the old belief, right? Kind of think of the horse freaking out on the new length of rope. 
Um, and you go gentle, you go stepwise, just like you would with an animal when you're working with an animal, right? Um, you don't want them to feel threatened by you. You want them to know that you've got their back and that you're going to take care of them and keep them safe. Otherwise, they're not going to respond to your training. Um, and then you also want to learn to remove the judgment. And it, it'll come up along the way if you're like most of us, but then you just kind of practice letting it go when you notice it. You focus on your breathing, which is a great way to connect your conscious and unconscious mind and reprogram things. And then you go into your body with your mind's eye. Okay, you kind of have a mind's eye, like where your mind is focused, and you can use your mind's eye to like go, they call it interoception. You can perceive different parts of your body and connect with them and go into parts of your body with your mind's eye and just be present with it. Be curious, ask questions, take your time, uh, ask why do I feel this way, and ask what would it be like to feel this new way that I'm wanting to practice, and don't force your brain to go do it. Just kind of ask the questions and gently guide it and then see what it does with those questions and like let your brain kind of come along in its own timing, that automatic part of your brain. Okay. It's kind of like my dog. Like I can take him to the place I want him to poop in the yard, but I can't make him poop. Right. And so I learn his patterns and I let him be a dog and I work with him. And if I treat him in a threatening way, he won't poop because <laughs> he's too freaked out to poop. He needs to feel safe to do it in his timing and i just give him the best chance that i can give him to succeed and then i praise him and celebrate him when he does it the way i want to teach him to do it and and we need to treat our brain the same way okay you, you might feel when you're doing this work you might feel multiple things at once for example an old belief of like i'm so stuck with this porn habit and that thought makes you feel weak because thoughts create feelings right and then maybe the new belief is that you're wanting to think is I've let this porn habit go and the feeling is confident. You can actually feel both at the same time and we want to make room for your brain to be a bit uncomfortable when it's disagreeing with yourself because it is it can be uncomfortable when you're kind of in between two different ways of believing and and then you just breathe through it while you invite your brain to go toward the intentional way of thinking and you just breathe and watch what your brain does and you don't rush it and the more you find little moments to practice, the more shifts you'll notice, it gets easier and easier. Um, I'll tell you about a thought ladder method in a second that can help, but sometimes you don't, you don't need to analyze, you just need to feel. So be willing to get out of your thinker and into your feeler and go into your body with your mind's eye. And trust me, there's just always more work to do on this. Learning to be fully present and fully here and aware in this moment, fully living as you are now. And there's so much power in this for rewiring our brain, especially around habits with over-buffering with porn. Um, and then you want to be clear with yourself about your intention and where you're headed with your brain, but use a light touch and be gentle and patient with your brain as it goes through the process. You want to learn to love your brain and love you through the process and use love to carry through all of it. Um, and then, of course, doing this with a trained, skilled coach can take the practice to a whole other powerful level and can make it way faster, but you can do it on your own, too. Um, or if you do, like, a group coaching program or come through the Chainbreaker group coaching program with our team, um, if you just listen to the other guys getting coached passively, it's going to be very different than if you're asking your own self questions along the way while they're getting coached, like, See if you feel like that guy feels or if you can relate or or what's your version of what he's getting coached on. And don't just passively listen, but like 
be present with what's coming up in you and feel into your own mind and body while that person is getting coached. And powerful shifts can happen through the group coaching process if you're not just passively sitting there listening, okay? So then a thought ladder is something you might want to include in your practice. So basically, a thought ladder is a way to not force your brain to go straight from no rope to being tied off on the short rope like the horse, right? You're creating different lengths of rope while you train the horse, train your brain in that new way. And you're putting words to the different lengths of rope and the different steps along the way. So maybe you start out with a thought like, no, I'll never be able to quit. I'll never be able to quit this habit, right? And you're like, okay, if, if I continue to believe that forever, then I really never will quit. Like if I stay in that mode. But if if I believed, hey, I already quit pornography for good. Like if you were that future version of you and you were believing I already quit pornography for good, that would be part of uh, you creating those results of having quit pornography for good, right? And But if you just try to leap to that thought now, it might be too big of a leap for your brain. So you can create steps and you can put words to those steps and it can just be a helpful conscious exercise to go through to kind of show your brain, okay, here's the path between what we believe now and what we want to believe. So some examples would be, you start with, I'll never be able to quit. And a step up from that on the thought ladder might be, uh, I'm so stuck with this porn habit. It's not that you'll never be able to quit. You're just kind of stuck right now. Um, not much different, but it's a little different. Okay, then another step might be, there's a chance I might not be as stuck as I think I am. Right? Where you just start challenging, like, maybe I'm not as stuck as I think I am. There's a chance. There's a chance, right? Uh, and then... The next step might be, I'm not as stuck as I used to think, right? That's another step up the thought ladder. And the next step would be, I look at porn sometimes. They're just really neutral, right? It's just neutral, like, okay. Like, lately, I've looked at porn sometimes. In the last few months, I looked at porn sometimes. So, neutral, right? And neutral is another step up the thought ladder. And then maybe you go beyond neutral. And the next step could be, I'm learning to create a bit of momentum, right? And then the next step would be, I'm learning to create more and more momentum. And then the next step would be, I have lots of momentum. And then maybe the next step is, I've almost quit, I'm just about there. The next step, I hardly ever look at porn anymore. Next step, I'm letting this porn habit go. And then finally to that, top rung of the ladder that we started out with in our thought ladder is look i already quit pornography for good i did it i quit pornography for good right and so you can put words to it and it makes this sort of clear roadmap for where your brain can go without expecting to jump all the way to the top of the ladder in one giant jump and then you just kind of play with the different ideas and you feel into them and you kind of see, what am I feeling at this moment? You can refer to your thought ladder sometimes and you're like, okay, what do I feel today? Where am I at this at on this thought ladder? I was here the other day. Oh, look, I've actually moved up a few rounds and I really can feel and believe this new thought. And you can experience how that affects your behavior, how that affects you, the way you show up toward your practice, toward learning toward growing, toward changing and training your brain, right? And you just kind of let your brain have its timing 
and keep showing up for little practice sessions and things do change, especially if you don't just stay playing around in intellectual land, but work on some of the things that I talked about today, right? So, so hopefully this gives you a useful tool that you can try out. And also hopefully now you have a better idea about reminding yourself that, oh yeah, it is my thoughts that ultimately create my results in my life. And okay, if that's the case, then we got to reprogram and retrain my automatic brain. And now I have a little bit better idea of what role my automatic brain is playing versus that intellectual part of my brain. And I have this horse analogy that helps me to understand it. And then also, hopefully, ultimately, the big goal of this episode was to help you get clear on how to make sure that you're actually retraining that automatic part of your brain and not just playing around in intellectual land, okay? So just something to be aware of. Check in. Are you spending a lot of time in intellectual land? You, you probably are if you're like most of us, and it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a matter of noticing and, and then intentionally making sure that you are actually taking action, doing practices, getting your hands dirty with things that actually retrain your brain, that automatic part of your brain, so that it can work in your favor. And then suddenly you're doing life without porn and your automatic brain is totally helping you to do that because you've trained it in ways that help you to do that with ease and with flow and confidence and leaving porn in the dust, in the past, on to the next, and you just get to keep learning, growing yourself from there and all the other ways. Because trust me, it's not done after you quit porn. There's always more learning and growing to do, uh, but that's embracing that can be part of the fun, right? Thanks for joining me today, guys, and keep going, keep practicing. Your brain can and will and is changing if you're listening to this podcast, and I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed listening to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast, you have to come check out the Chainbreaker program. It's my group coaching program through my Chainbreaker Coach app where you get access to regular group coaching calls and or one-on-one coaching calls, training modules, tools, a community of like-minded guys where we take all of this great information and learn to actually implement it in a game-changing way that works. This is about so much more than just a porn habit. Join us at dannypullman.com forward slash work with me. Don't forget to spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. Become a chain breaker and learn to unchain your personal power. And remember, the power to make the changes you want is already there. It's just a matter of learning to access it.